welcome to live Q&A with uh, Nina Sunday from Brain Power Training. That's me. And I'm about to introduce John Prentice. Hello, John. Hi, Nina. Uh, John, is, um, John is Principal of Change Enablement and um, he's uh, an expert on change. We've had a lot of uh, experiences uh, working together and we decided we would um, just um, uh, discuss one of the issues is that because of the change to working environment and working from home, uh, we can't, leaders can't lead the same way they used to lead when they were working in office with people. And I, we think some leaders are doing that. So what's been your observations, John, and what would you like to uh, talk about that regarding well, that? Thanks, Nina. Thank you for the opportunity just to do this today and um, you know furthering to a conversation that we were having just uh, the other week I think about uh, all the things that we might be observing that's going on around us I think uh, look I think my if I start by saying uh, in my uh, in my uh, in my career I've probably seen uh, and observed and witnessed time and time again that uh, you know uh, change uh, does make people do some you know, uh, people might call it strange things, um, and particularly, and I think, uh, and I think in the in that context for the one for the for, for these days, I think you know, COVID has you know is not the change; it's actually just the event that's um, that's actually facilitating change. Um, and I think in with regards to the workplace specifically, um, I think we've got multiple we've got multiple dynamics that are going on. There's people that are still in work and working from home. Um, uh, you've got people who are working from home who who can have got their home office, and you've got people working from home who are operating in their kitchen. Um, you've got people who haven't been fired, but they've been stood down, um, and are supposedly still have a relationship with the business, but they're not coming to work and not doing anything. Um, and to all, and and there's probably some few other machinations in there where there's some people that aren't working and they're not getting any benefits and all of those things. But you know, life just stopped for them. So I think when we think about leadership and we think about managers and we think about change, uh, with the you know some of the some of the things that I've been observing is is that you know uh, are managers really taking the time out? Um, yes, they've got a lot to worry about themselves personally, but are they are they staying in touch with their people? Um, and it's through these types of time, this type of uh, this change. There's lots of things that can be going on, particularly if you're at home alone, at home with uh, at home with and and with your own thoughts and your interpretation of what this all means for you. Mm. And um, have what conversations have you had with with leaders about um, their experiences or even their predictions about when? you know, when restrictions are eased, you know, and people come back to work, yep. I mean, what is there, what, what predictions are there about in six months' time? Well, I, I think predictions is probably a good word to use because I think all of us have, you know, you know, struggling to even just to put a 30-day business plan together and be successful at even just sticking at that because there's so much tweaking that has to happen. I know for for our organisation in particular, we've got a we have we've had a thirty and ninety day business plan, trying to help us get through the fog since the twenty third of March, and you know our thirty day business plans change pretty much every day. Um, and I guess to that end, you know some of the, I guess working, 
closely with some of our clients who are trying to do the same thing, you know, in light manufacturing, accounting, mm. uh, insurance, uh, hospitality, uh, you know, uh, the ability for them to even uh, understand if they can even bring back their workforce um, if and, and how much of their workforce when things do um, lighten up is a, is a huge challenge for them. And I guess in that, uh, there's, there's, there's lots of question marks for staff in terms of understanding, you know, is there a role for them at the end? You, as a, a pro-sci facilitator, pro-sci change, there's obviously lots of operating principles. What do you think is the one key principle that's, uh, that leaders should be applying now? Yeah. I, 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 if you take a if you take a pro side of your world, then um, and you and you and you take ADCAR as a as the base model in terms of you can ADCAR anything. I think if you're just stuck at awareness, um, um, and just started there, you could probably navigate your way through what needs to happen next. Uh, awareness really drives communication. And if you're not communicating with people, um, then you're probably you're probably leaving um, you're leaving them to you're leaving them to their own devices to make up their own minds and their own interpretation of what all this means for them. And they may have that may be a, a, a liberating, self-fulfilling perspective that they get. Um, it could be a negative one as well too, and it might be that, that it's confused view, which has got nothing to do with what actually is going to happen which could be quite positive in terms of keeping people engaged and connected to your organisation. So I think, so I think awareness is the number one thing. And generally, as we all, if you're, if we, we when we, when we're in projects and life in general, where, where communication stops, that's generally where the problems begin. Um, and in this case, you know, uh, uh, before COVID, I was thinking about this before, before COVID, you know, how many, how many hours a week did people spend at work with people at work? Mm. And it's probably a significant number as opposed to how many hours did they get to spend with family and friends in any given week and in, 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 any, in any given month. So the, fl the, the flip here is, is that the influencing factors where work, your colleagues' influence can influence you heavily in the workplace about your decisions and help you with your you know, motivations and all of those things. The influence is sort of a flipped at the moment because you're sitting around the dining room table if you're a family, probably for the first time in a long time and having dinner at the same time, yeah? Um, loved ones are giving you information about what you, to your thoughts yeah? and you're processing it slightly differently, which may, may, which may be things that, which may trigger you to interpret that your current situation, you might need to change it yourself. Yeah. Right, so the A in ADCAR re refers to awareness. Now, that requires a certain power of observation and also emotional intelligence because whatever you... You have to pick up the non-verbal cues or even, even the tone of voice is a verbal cue, but tone of voice can, re can actually reflect and also indicate a sort of a under-the-surface emotion that's there and maybe it's one of dissatisfaction or... Uh, you know, a yearning for something better than what they're working with. Yeah, yeah, and I think managers need to be clever, right, and 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 maximise these types of tools in particular. Uh, email is uh, one form of communication, but probably never the best one because it's just a bit of a could be deemed as I don't want to talk to you, and I'll just send you an email. Um, I think there's there's picking up the phone, and I think that's still an important component. 
Um, but technology has enabled us to see. Uh, you can see whether someone's smiling. Um, it's easy for someone to tell you if they're all right over the phone, and they might not be. Um, and I think, and I think the fact that you can actually, if you know them and you have a relationship with them, and you've worked with them, and and you are responsible for them, um, you know, you can create intimacy in these environments as well too. They don't have to be just a whole group, um, a group share. They can be one-on-ones as well too. So I think. So sorry, Nina. After you. Oh no, no. I just had another question because here's the thing. Here's the the challenge. When people appear to be doing a good job and don't need you they still need you because if you neglect them and spend time with the high maintenance people that are maybe performing poor, more poorly, but the good people are at a certain level. But if you just let them continue at a plateau level, they, it actually will start to go down. That's right. And what's, we, we, we can refer that as sort of, uh, we, we could put some uh, language around that in terms of that's, you know, we'd, I'd, we'd, define, I'd, we'd define that as relationship drift. Yeah. Relationship drift. You know, these are these are good people that we know will just keep doing no matter what. But but you know what? If you don't give them the love and attention as well too, um, then you know they too will. It, you, the, the last the, um, the last time you spent time with them starts to get greater and greater and greater and greater, and then it's sort of you don't need you're not talking to each other anymore now. So I think to, to your point, um, saying thank you or just doing some of these or just checking in, it doesn't have to even be about work. <laughs> it could just be about what's going on at home, what's going on personally. Exactly. Exactly. A good behaviour of a manager actually asks some non-prying but appropriate personal questions about their home life or just asking about the family because... Uh, at this time, people might be separate from, say, elderly parents or, or you know, there are loved ones maybe in other parts of the world that they're worried about. And mm -hmm. if you show that you care and show an element of kindness, then that's going to go a long way with relationship. Yeah, and I think sometimes some people would might scratch their heads and say, "Why do I need to do all of this?" We're talking about work. I think the, I think, I think the, you know, the, if if you if you value those that you have around you and you you're, you're, you have an ability to be empathetic to the situation, uh, then I think those then those then those things will come through because of your your inquisitiveness um, to know. Yeah, and I think and I think as you know, I think about managers. And I, and I think about the managers that I'm working with now. You know, we really are asking them the question: What's your com What's your communication plan that you've got with your staff yeah. every day? And what's the frequency in terms of that? What your in terms of your engagement? And what are you? And 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 how are you planning? Uh, how are you putting into your plan? What you know um, your you, the things that you need to talk to them about so you don't lose track of it. There's so much going on, yeah. So managers and leaders need to have a communication log yeah. or even a CRM, a client relationship. <laughs> if they have a CRM, use it for their conversations with this, uh, the people they lead. I think so. Well, that, I think there needs to be something. Otherwise, you can lose... You can lose... Um, you can lose... Uh, touch with when was the last time we did it and these are all of these things are planned projects are planned event this is a planned event um you've got to have you know you, your, your people are projects in their own right right so i think having the having you know ensuring that you do have something that keeps you on course um to ensure that you're distributing that that that, that attention equally 
um, um, is um, is important. Mm. Well, I've opened up uh, the uh, the audio line, so everybody is unmuted now. So if you do have a question, uh, we'll give you a moment to ask it. Uh, you can either type it, but uh, you can speak it if you like. But um, while we're waiting for a question, and please just chime in if you've got a question. Um, is there a question, when you are delivering your change workshops, is there a question in relation to communicating with staff that you think there's a pattern that people are always asking and they don't know they don't usually know the answer to oh uh well, well, well <laughs> for the um um oh, uh, i don't know if i can put my finger on that per se yeah um but when people are, when, well i guess i'm what i'm saying is when you do change plans with companies, is it always about, you know, the process or is um, the interaction with the, the people they lead and, and interaction informing them of the change process part of that plan? And what sort of questions do they ask you when you're at that point in the workshop? Well, I think, I, look, depending on who we're training, I mean, it's, it might even come down to, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. They don't even know. They don't consider it part of their job. Is no. what ah, yes. That's a big... Would Am I supposed, is this what I'm supposed to be doing, is it? I, I think this is... And I think this is where what we... Thought, what, what I think with the, a lot of the aha moments we are... We, we experience when we're, when, when we're delivering change and there, and there are aha moments all the way along. I think, I think a lot of leaders... Um, and project and project managers and change managers and others realise that a lot of what they what needs to happen actually starts with them first, um, and they too have to just make a tweak or a change to the way that they to their behaviour to actually get to facilitate outcomes that they're looking for. It's just not going to happen for them if they just keep uh, doing what they're doing. And this this replay is going to go out to uh, our, our corporate list, but. Um, uh, I'm just wondering of the of the people that um, uh, that are present. I'm wondering uh, uh, what attracted you to this uh, live Q and A. Was it the fact that you're actually being led in a way that you don't you wish your leader led in a different way, or are you a leader that that want to find out more about what's the important ways to uh, maintain this or avoid relationship drift and keep relationships intact because you don't want to lose top talent, do you? So any response from anybody who's uh, on the line, but otherwise John will put in his two cents worth. Sometimes people are shy, so over to I you. Think if I just, just to fill the, just to fill the gap there, I think the, I think we've got to recognize that there's 6 million people who are receiving JobKeeper right now. Yeah. Yeah. And even as yesterday, as late as yesterday, you know, and I think this why I think this might be why it resonated with us, Nina, is perhaps we're both seeing similar something similar that's out there. Is that you know, IAG Insurance released a survey, some survey result around the study that suggests that three million Australians are currently considering a career change. Right. So, so I think when I say that you know, people, people, um, people can operate in strange ways, like, you know, good people. Um, the triggers, the, the emotional triggers that happen in, 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 in circumstances like this, 
actually forced people to make choices they would never have done before. We've made choices to do Q and A over webinar, over 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 video conferences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are looking at their options about whether they really want to live in the city or whether they want to move. Uh, people are thinking about do they want to. Do, I think there's probably real consideration by a lot of people about do I really want to go back to the workplace? Right, right. And, they, and, they may still want to work, but they might want to be self-employed. They might want to reduce their living expenses by moving to a uh, out out of a metropolitan city. Yeah. And that has implications for employers. It does, and I think, and I think even for those that are employed, there's a coming, there's a more, you know, there's, there's conversations where employers will have to will be asking in, um, those that um, they've stood down if they want to return to work to take a significant salary cut to continue to do the job that they're doing. So I think there's quite a lot of things that are at play, and I think you know the wise manager would be you know, understanding, getting and keeping in touch and having a good understanding of what people are thinking, their people are thinking, um, so that they can mitigate the risk as it goes along. And it's a continuous conversation, not necessarily a surprise conversation, um, especially, you know, if, uh, if there is a surprise at the end. <laughs> and that means you can still have your job, but we can't pay you as much as what we used to. Yeah, that's true, because if, if companies' uh, profit is reduced, uh, that's, they're losing the cream, you know, yeah. so... Uh, it's it's a different world we're looking forward to. Just before we close off, John, yeah. you mentioned the A in ADCA refers to awareness. Um, the D K and R, D K A and R. Which of those do you think still applies in this current um, volatile situation? Uh, it, it's uncertain and it's ambiguous. It can go in any direction. Yeah. Well, if it's just if it's just desire, then it's hope, right? In there. Right. I, I, I think if the moment you lose hope is the moment that you you know there's a, that everything sort of it doesn't matter then right so I think keeping people motivated keeping people thinking oh you know there's a there's a there's an activity that I'm doing with my clients at the moment particularly with those that are, are still employed impacted by salary but maybe just having the honest conversation around you know for a long time your employer has been has been true to you. Yeah, they paid you on time. They've 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 done they've done all the right things by you. Um, this time round, it's uh, maybe that maybe the conversation could be maybe this time round. You know, when we think about that, and we're still fortuitous to be in that position. What are we perhaps as employees or staff? What are we going to do to help the employer get the business back to where it was, if that's even possible? Yeah. Well, just, I just had a question come in from uh, uh, an attendee who said. Uh, They've joined as a as a work as an individual contributor as a worker, and thought they could get some insight on in how I could manage up. Yeah. So I don't really have anything to add as a manager. So how do you manage up when you want something different from your manager? Well, I think that well, I mean, uh, well, I think the first thing is um, uh, you've got uh, you've got to treat people as people first, or, you know, and as employees first. Everyone's an employee. Yeah, and I think the, I think the, I think in managing up, I think you've got to look at, ask yourself, how strong is your relationship with that person? Can you, um, can you have the conversation you need to have with that person? Um, and 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 have you got a channel uh, to be able to do that successfully? Particularly since the the, the ability to do face to face, if that's not possible, uh, is the biggest hurdle for most of us right now. 
And the questions are starting to come. Here's another one, John. Uh, I'm wondering if managers can be taught how to be aware of people if they have low emotional intelligence. <laughs> can it be learned? Can EI be learned? Well, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, if you everyone can change if they want to. I think the I think the important bit is do they want to? And if there's if there's motivating fact if they if they don't want to move their position, uh, then there then there is an inherent challenge that you're always going to face. Um, but I think managers, I think part, I think what's interesting, isn't it? That's uh, changes, changes generally rated in employee surveys um, within organisations is that we're not very good at managing change. And generally that's got to do with the immediate manager that you have and their ability to cope and go through changes will too. So uh, to that, and not in a self, um, in a self uh, uh, promoting kind of way, uh, we're always, you know, encouraged that this is a manager, manager's skill is to know how to do manage, manage change and to have some sort of process that they can actually lean on to avoid that, 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 that experience and, and minimise it. I'm, I'm finding more and more that identifying whether someone is of fixed mindset or a growth mindset really helps understand how flexible they can be and adaptable. Yeah. Uh, now, the thing is, the trouble with the fixed mindset, it's a bit of a catch-22 is because they're so fixed, they either don't think they can change or they don't think they should have to change and people have to take them the way they are. Whereas a growth mindset would say, well, anybody can learn any skill and if I observe that uh, I have to become more flexible to deal with different types of people that I lead or as, as an individual contributor, I have to deal with different types of managers, um, they're the ones that are actually able to be that flex, you know, respond more flexibly. So yeah. I guess they're the ones that will actually keep their jobs and keep prospering. Whereas if you become too fixed, you might be the ones that don't actually get reemployed when there's a, the choices are, are made down the track. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, there could very well be an outcome of people feeling like they've been, they, they, they are actually getting left behind because of fixed ways. I think I think uh, you can look across a variety of industries. Uh, maybe not to pick on any in particular, but maybe the accounting environment, where you know the, the you know they they may have flexible working policies uh, within their within their guidelines of employment, which were never really activated. They were just there, uh, but but this but 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 COVID's actually um, um, activated it in real time. And I, I think the I think in in those that I'm in, in those environments that I'm in contact with, it's probably been the best thing that's ever happened to the firm. Mm. Yeah. And, and what's and, the best thing that's ever happened to the firm? I think just the fact that they've now got people working from home and they use the technology and life still goes on and they don't actually need to be in the office and they don't need they to... They can actually think about uh, signing a lease on a smaller office after this. Yeah. Well, I think if you're, you know, you start to, the business starts to look at things slightly differently. So... I think what on that on in that for that in those environments, I think it's forced that the, that a shift in the if I can't see you physically at work, then it must mean you're not working. Um, to uh, uh, the job's still getting done, and we just don't have to we just don't have to be um, you know in uh, in cubicles next to each other doing it you now. And I think that's a huge mind shift for a lot of elder statesmen and elder uh, and and you're more a conservative. Uh, 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 who know no other way, but I think this has just brought it forward so quickly, and I think that that, that we've got to get a grasp of that. And then you, and if you're not used to it, you've got to then jump into it so you can connect with your people. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to close off in a minute. I just want to say there seems to be a trend for people to actually be very productive. And in fact, the danger is of, the, of burnout because they're wanting to demonstrate their loyalty to the organisation and they feel compelled to answer emails late at night, that sort of thing. So you've got that one. Then I do know of another organisation where uh, they, they were trying to contact their managers at home and they didn't ring back. And it's like, well, okay. So there's actually two ends of the spectrum. But it seems to me that most people are actually realising that there's probably 100 people waiting for their role if they don't perform. So they're doing their best. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to that, I think just if I close on that, I think back to we'll circle back again. I think uh, uh, to the there are some people who uh, will not be able to stop. They'll just they will just jump in. And you're right, fatigue is a problem, and uh, this is a fatiguing situation because it's it just doesn't it just doesn't change. It doesn't stop changing. It's just still it's really amplified in what's going on. For those that are not for those that disengage, I think that's there's this I think there's two rules of thought I've got with that with regards to change. Some people need to be left alone. They just because they just they just they just want the space and the headspace to be able to to interpret and digest what's going on. But you but I think if you're leading them, you've got to find a way to get to them, no matter what. Um, but I think they're left alone for too long. I think you 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 know you're the, the journey to losing them is probably um, you know the evidence is probably all you need is evidence to uh, um, start to you know, address that. All right. Well, um, we're going to close off there, John. Uh, thank you for your expertise today. It's been a real pleasure. And thanks for the participants and those that are watching the replay. And um, take care. Thank you. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.